My Town, live with Rod Hawker. Welcome back to 100.9 The Line. We are your official COVID-19 update station, serving our community along the Mason-Dixon line. And here on 100.9, we're all about our community. And that's why we've got Steve Allure for the fire chief of uh, Hagerstown Fire Company and Doug DeHaven. He's the fire marshal of the Hagerstown Fire Department. Excuse me. And uh, gentlemen, welcome. Thank you for being on the line this morning. Thanks. Good morning, Rod. Hey, uh, first off, I just want to just give me a background on the Hagerstown Fire Department, what your responsibilities are, your territories, all that good stuff for our community. Well, the Hagerstown Fire Department serves uh, an area of about uh, 12 square miles first due, uh, what we call the municipal boundary of Hagerstown. Uh, And within that 12 square miles is about 40,000 residents, plus our visitors on a daily basis. But in reality, because uh, we have a uh, good automatic aid relationship with the volunteer companies immediately surrounding the city, uh, we respond to an area probably twice that size on a regular basis, uh, maybe 24, 30 square miles. So it's not unusual to see Hagerstown units in uh, <coughs> Funkstown, Paramount, Halfway, uh, Morganville, uh, et cetera. So... Uh, you, you will see us uh, out and about just as you will see those units in the city when we need help. Mm-hmm. And so the six, you you'd mentioned there's six fire departments that uh, are you're kind of responsible for that handle the calls. Could you mention those six for me, please? Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, dating back uh, to the uh, early, mid-1800s, uh, we have the first Takerstown Hose Company, the Antietam uh, Volunteer Fire Company, the Independent Junior uh, Fire Company, the Western Enterprise, the South Hagerstown, and then the Pioneer Hook and Ladder Company. Uh, that's a total of six, uh, all originally volunteer-based, uh, steeped in tradition. Uh, uh, Hagerstown is no different than uh, any place else right now. Uh, we're struggling to uh, recruit and retain uh, riding and active volunteers and um, you know that tradition is waning a little bit uh, we have 78 career employees that staff those units uh, every day supplemented by volunteers now mm-hmm. and about how many volunteers can you give me maybe a ballpark number are involved with the six uh, departments well there's certainly a uh, a larger number than I'm going to present to you that are administrative volunteers. But uh, uh, right now, as we speak, we have about 27 uh, volunteers citywide that are uh, active and uh, uh, able to run call. Okay, so you mean there's only 27 volunteers uh, in these six fire departments? Yes, that are rioting and certified. Wow, that there is definitely a need. Then I, I envisioned that number to be a, a lot, uh, a lot bigger than that. So, what kind of recruitment uh, do you do to try to get people involved and, and volunteer? Well, uh, we, the individual companies each have their their own programs. Uh, some are more successful than the others, uh, but uh, we are looking for young people constantly that can uh, devote a lot of time. You you know, uh, uh, Doug and I are both tenured employees. 
been around the business for a long, long time, and it was just different when we come into the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that we didn't train, uh, but certainly the the minimum standards for training are much higher now than they ever have been in the history of the fire service. So if if you're a uh, young teenager interested in serving in a, a volunteer capacity in the fire rescue service, you know, the expectations are uh, well over uh, 300 hours of training uh, for firefighter one, two, and EMT, just to kind of get the basics down. Then you get into uh, all the specialty skills of uh, technical rescue, uh, including water rescue, high angle rescue, hazmat, uh, um, uh, mediation, you know, all those other things. So it, it is not for the faint at heart when I say in terms of time commitment. So frequently what happens is you get people in or just out of high school, uh, and then the demands of life, whatever that is, uh, you know, uh, marriage, one or more jobs, uh, et cetera, et cetera, uh, get in the way of, you know, their ability really to participate and uh, get all that training, keep all that training and certification. It, it is harder than ever to be a, uh, a volunteer firefighter now, and they should be applauded for the work they do. The ones that are that are participating as actively as they do uh, really are giving uh, quite a bit to the community. Yeah, and people don't realize this uh, when they just they'll call in and they you know for whatever reason and they they see these trucks out and about and they they, they don't even give it a thought. They, these people, I mean, I, it blows my mind. It's three hundred hours. I mean, that is a lot of hours. I mean, you're talking about eight, almost eight full time weeks uh, of time there to get certified through all these things. And you're you're exactly right. I mean, life life comes along, and you know, kids, marriage, jobs, and all of a sudden, you, you drop out. You had good intentions when you joined, um, and then you know things. Life gets in the way. Uh, wow, that's amazing. Hey, well, guys, it's it's eight eleven in the morning, and we've got to take a quick one minute break. I'm talking to Steve Allure. He's the fire chief down there at Hagerstown Fire Department, and Doug D Haven. He's the fire marshal. When we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about the virus and how we're attacking it down there through the fire department's eyes. Don't go anywhere. This is one hundred point nine, the line. Okay, welcome back to 100.9 The Line. We're serving our community with information and news from both sides of the Mason-Dixon line. I'm on the line this morning here with Steve Allure. He's the fire chief down at the Hagerstown Fire Department. And Doug D. Haven, he's the fire marshal down at the Hagerstown Fire Department. And we're talking a little bit about the service and how many... Uh, how many employees and how many volunteers and all the good services that they do down there. And uh, I want to just touch base now and get into this COVID-19 virus discussion, uh, how they think this is going to affect the fire department, the amount of calls that they'll get from the EMT, EMS division, EMTs and so forth. So uh, let me just ask you right now, how are you guys preparing for I just read earlier uh, on the news here, uh, spoke on the line about uh, Hagerstown, Washington County is expecting uh, about two weeks for this really to hit hard in our local area. And how are you guys preparing uh, for that right now? So this one of the things that uh, we're working with is uh, the county EOC is continuously staying updated and briefed on what's happening, uh, working to keep our resources available. Uh, 
as things break out and uh, promoting the uh, social distancing that's uh, being promoted. You know, we need need you to stay at home, and that's uh, a serious thing. We need to uh, keep people uh, safe from the illness, um, keep them um, do things to help prevent people from being sick. As this thing starts to spike, uh, resources are going to be stretched thin, and that goes with our own personnel that uh, we keep them healthy and not get them sick. It, we're uh, storing up on the, any personal protective equipment we can. Uh, we are cleaning, constantly cleaning around the offices, around the stations, and the apparatus. So we're clean before the call and following the call. Uh, we are taking each other's temperatures, uh, minimum of twice each shift as they come in and part ways through, and to make sure that they're not getting sick in the in the midst of a shift. Wow. Well, that's that's a good good uh, man. That's good practices. So, uh, Doug DeHaven, you're the fire marshal of Hagerstown. Can you give me a little idea? Give me a background. Uh, how long have you been the fire marshal, and what are your responsibilities? I've been in the Hagerstown Fire Department for 36 years, uh, promoted to uh, assistant deputy fire marshal in 2001 and became the senior fire marshal in 2008. Uh, we're responsible for origin cause examinations of fire and explosive incidents in the city of Hagerstown. Uh, we're also responsible for uh, fire life safety um, inspections, system testing, plan reviews, and the public education outreach programs for the city. Wow, that, that that sounds like a lot in your bucket there. That's fantastic. And 36 years of service, thank you. And I, I forgot to ask Steve, how many years of service do you have at the fire department? Well, I, uh, I started as a young volunteer here in 1971. Wow. But, uh, went on to become a career uh, firefighter in Montgomery County, Maryland, even though I've resided here. So I'm finishing my fifth year as the fire chief here in Hagerstown after uh, retiring in Montgomery County, Maryland. So, um, uh, so been you, around more than a minute. Yeah, yeah you, it sounds like you've been in the fire world of almost 50 years. Uh, it probably puts us all, got, all us guys here about the same age, and that's fantastic. So, Doug, back to you. Uh, as you, through this virus then, you, you do a lot of work that you, uh, inspections and so forth have you curtailed those or are you still doing the inspection side of things how's this working so there's still many businesses and industries open for essential purposes uh we're not we're trying not to stand in their way of make keeping their businesses and business practice working so where we can do inspections and do it safely uh to not risk contamination to them or to us uh, we are continuing business as we have been doing. I got gotcha. you. And let me ask you guys, then, um, as far as equipment and masks and, and full face masks and all those things that, like, the hospitals would need, you guys need as well uh, through your operations. Is that correct? That's correct. We've, uh, we always keep some supplies on hand. This, this is... Uh, not new to us in the way of protective equipment or, or handling of emergencies. Uh, we're, we need to be more vigilant than ever that we are using the equipment that's provided. Um, however, the amount of equipment we're starting to go through is starting to show uh, 
the resource needs and uh, problems getting the resources, the PBE and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's where I was heading with that. I was wondering about your how much you had available to you and how available new supplies are as you look forward to this uh, two weeks, this epidemic hitting uh, our area a little harder, uh, according to what I'm reading, what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing. Uh, so what how what is your recourse to get product when you don't have any? I mean, you feel your supply lines are pretty well stocked or... What, what, when, as you looking for, I'm sure you guys are doing some forecasting. Uh, what are you seeing? What are you feeling? Uh, Rod, uh, we have uh, suffered the same pinch points that the healthcare system has: N95 masks, uh, full gowns uh, to protect our employees from fluids, etc. So, what we took a couple actions uh, weeks ago is. Uh, we built little fanny packs that were provided by uh, Washington County Department of Emergency Services. Uh, and in those, each employee is issued one of each of the things necessary to uh, protect them on a uh, uh, person under investigation call. That's that's what these are called, PUIs, people that display uh, one or more symptoms, including a fever, that could be a COVID-19 risk. So uh, we have been able to acquire about 695 masks. Uh, honestly, uh, we don't know how long that supply will last. It, it's based all on demand. If you read this morning's local paper, you know that we have 27 confirmed cases just in Washington County now, up uh, almost uh, 100% from two days ago. So we are expecting this uh, rapid increase. We are doing the best to uh, protect our people. And then you know, we can always fall back on our self-contained breathing apparatus. Mm-hmm. That's not a first choice for us. It's very difficult to communicate with patients. Uh, it's a little bit frightening for them. So we would not do that. But armed with no ability to get N95 masks and gowns, we would go to our default personal protective equipment and protect our people. Uh, one of our biggest risks, and everybody knows this, is just like doctors, nurses, uh, healthcare providers is that we lose our own workforce, a very limited and skilled workforce, to the COVID-19 virus, either through quarantine, self-quarantine, or hospitalization. So we've taken really aggressive measures going back almost a month now about sanitizing surfaces and all the things that Doug described for you. Wow, that's that's fantastic. And I'll tell you, you guys have a lot of good leadership uh, between the two of you. Sounds like you're bridging about 80, 90 years of, uh, of experience and service. So I'm going to have to get out of here. We really appreciate you guys. I had Steve Allure here this morning. He's the fire, fire chief down there at Hagerstown Fire Department. And Doug D. Haven, he's the fire marshal down at the Hagerstown Fire Department. And we are so thankful for your services, and we're looking forward to uh, when we can talk when we don't have this COVID-19 on top of us that we're worried about. But you guys continue to be safe, continue to serve your community. We thank you for your service to the community. God bless you. This is 100.9 The Line.